Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. It's Brian Kelly along with Get Wisdom founder and director Carl Mollison. Carl, we have a very controversial topic we're going to tackle today with Uh yourself. (laughs) Yes, Uh, well, it's always with a little trepidation because we know we push people's buttons and can stir the pot a bit. It's it's kind of unavoidable if you're going to deal with reality and take on serious subjects and give them a decent treatment, which means looking at them as dispassionately as one can and as thoroughly as one can. Indeed. Today's topic is uh, a divine perspective on immigration. So we're going to look at uh, the entire issue as, as a whole, I believe. So, um, Carl, I, I actually just lost my uh, my question. So go ahead and ask, uh, you know, if you could do a little intro and uh, ask okay, the first sure. question. I'll break that back up. So it just yeah, it disappeared as, off my screen. So. Right. As a channeler of creator of all that is, I ask about all kinds of things. And people come to me with questions. I have things I'm personally interested in. And, of course, the passing scene doesn't go unnoticed. I don't dwell on things in the news. But I, I keep the pulse in my uh, purview. And this comes up again and again and again. It's a perennial hot button in the U.S. because of the immigration of people from South America coming in droves. And the two sides are strong advocates. One considers the other insensitive and even cruel. And the other side considers the position of their ideological opponents as naive and even dangerous. So we've got a tinderbox here. So we asked Creator a number of questions. We're going to share the answers with you. And the first one is, can you give us the divine perspective about the current debate in the U.S. about illegal immigration? And this is what Creator told us. There are many, many aspects to this issue. From the broadest possible perspective, you can start from the vantage point the world is not free. Humans have been given free will by Creator, but are not free on their own home planet. They are controlled, manipulated, subverted, suppressed, and subjugated on many levels, as are all of their institutions. The fact there is so much discord, so many points of contention, so many suspicions and hatreds, so many ways to mistrust and loathe one's neighbor, those differing from the self, All create a state of affairs where society has progressed little beyond the early days when one's clan was heavily defended and penetrated only with caution and suspicion on both sides to form new friendships or alliances. This has continued with the growth of society to much, much larger numbers into the varying nation states with geographic territories that are stoutly defended, with presumption of ownership, and with the intention to exclude non-citizens, at least from full rights of those who are deemed to belong within the borders. This has served in one way to maintain a kind of order and to keep people more or less content in having a place to live and some freedom of movement within borders without being questioned or put under suspicion. But this is far from an ideal existence because it leads to strife of all kinds. 
the doubts and suspicions, the branding and the resulting discrimination, and differing opinions and emotions that follow may lead to violence and warfare are a direct consequence of creating separations based on any kind of criteria. And often the national boundaries are the flimsiest of reasons to do so. But the entirety of human affairs are created and administered and conducted on every level around the idea of the nation state with respect to governance, with respect to the tax structures, with respect to registration and the legal system supporting property rights, individual freedoms, the conduct of national affairs with finances and monetary systems and so forth. Everything is geared to be a reflection of the fragmentation being maintained. So within that big picture scheme of the state of fragmentation, how one particular nation deals with its neighbors and people crossing its borders with or without permission all follow from the reality it is part of an imperfect world to begin with. So nothing that defends the fragmentation can be considered divine. Everything that causes harm, suffering, and particularly long-term liabilities for those involved will have karmic consequences. And indeed, this is transferable to everyone involved in the region where the conflict arises as all have a karmic responsibility for what is around them, and particularly those who they interact with in groups they belong to. You are far from solving this dilemma. It will really be quite some time yet and will require dealing with the problem of the interlopers who have helped to create this system before anything truly meaningful will override it. So there we go. We've got the big picture overview that the problem goes much deeper than just the temporary condition of a lot of migrants fleeing their home nation because of the turmoil going on there, seeking a a safe haven, and then being resented by some or feared that we'll lose out, that there won't be a way to support them, and they'll bring problems along with them. And, And all of that is True, those are all reasonable issues and reasonable concern. So let's keep going here. Here's the next thing we asked about. Is the creation of borders around sovereign states denying entry to non-citizens a non-divine act? Is an open border policy the ideal? And what are the karmic consequences of the current state of affairs? And Creator tells us the following. These are Creator's words. The ideal world of the future would mean a single planet with a single population of human beings who are in divine alignment, all, and who share an awareness and an appreciation of the unity of all life, not only human, but all species sharing the wonders of Gaia, and who want things to be in balance because that is the divine way. This implies integrating respectfully with nature and with one another. And so in that world, there would be no need for nation states, for borders, restrictions of any kind on movement, other than a set of basic laws about those who have taken up residence in a particular location and declared a desire to remain without being encroached on and so forth. So the idea of property ownership can be dealt with in many ways. It can be done, in a sense, by petition in a non-financial transaction to simply claim 
squatters' rights, in essence, for those who may get to a location first and wish to remain. When there is room for all, there is no need for discord about the sharing of resources or even territory. When people are working together and not in opposition or in competition with one another, it is very straightforward to honor basic human decency and common courtesy to defer to someone already engaged in something, to not disrupt their plans and so forth. That is a future difficult for humans to see because envisioning such a degree of mutual understanding and acceptance is far beyond the reach of the current corrupted human. But it is coming in the future with enlightenment. Well, that's interesting, Carl. You know, um, the idea of enlightenment uh, is we got problems right now because of the interlopers, and, and that's that's really putting a, a huge damper on our collective maturity. Um, but definitely, creators an open border uh, creator, as you as you making very very clear. But it's also yeah. rather idealistic, you know, especially with the corruption that's going on now. But there's hope because if we can get rid of this, we have the potential. Yeah. Well, what what really is being said here is. The problem exists because it is linked to the problem of evil, evil in our world. And that's what we mean by the interlopers, the darkness that's crept in and corrupted things and made people become selfish and fearful and create national divisions and racial divisions and cultural divisions and and to fear others who are foreign to us and speak a different tongue and all of that. It's a, a diminishment of humanity, and it, it, it speaks to the power of the darkness to hold sway for a time. So we have to reckon with it and do the best we can. Continue with the next question, Carl. Yeah. The next thing we asked is, does enforcement of U.S. borders and prosecution of trespassers have negative karmic consequences for all U.S. citizens as they are indirectly linked to government actions? And Creator answers very simply, this is very much the case and is something to consider. You are not free of responsibility through choosing inaction. Failing to vote, failing to protest, failing to demonstrate and take action to engage with public officials to register complaints Failure to support and be active advocates and supporters of potential representatives who share your views is making choices. To be resigned to the current way of things and to settle for less, this will have karmic consequences. So it is true of everything done by your government, including acts of war. It is all on your head. Whatever people are imprisoned unjustly, suffer needlessly, are deprived of the basic necessities of life when that can be easily arranged, especially at a minimal level for subsistence. These are inexcusable acts and will be felt by each and every person in that chain of responsibility in some way at some time in the future. Karma will see to this and it is inevitable. The idea of war putting people in harm's way is a perfect illustration. It is only that people do not see it works both ways and spreads in all directions. The burden of war falls as heavily on the victor as on the vanquished. Well, that's a it's an interesting answer. Not terribly surprising. You know, we know that 
consequences befall even our inaction. And that's probably the thrust of the message there. Yes. That if we and sit back and just be a passive recipients of, of our own you know, plenty, but not share and to say, well, it's politicians that control it. And, you know, I, I don't have any power. That's not going to cut it. Yes. Well, the divine principles for living that we have available on Get Wisdom that are a kind of updating of the Ten Commandments speak to the need to uplift others as well as the self. And it's a matter of balance. Uplift the self with no harm to others, but also uplift others with no harm to the self. So how one goes about that is the tricky part, no question. <laughs> it is a tricky part. But you uh, this, can't leave out other people and just serve yourself. And that's yeah. that's a kind of a, another way of looking at the nation state, oh, I got it here first, it's mine kind of view, when others are in need and in yeah. desperate circumstances. So, And let me point out real quick that you can get a copy of the 10 Divine Principles for Living at uh, getwisdom.com slash 10 T-E-N. That's getwisdom.com slash T-E-N. You can get your own copy. Yes. Yeah. And it's very worth taking a look because there are many principles that can help get into divine alignment and, and stay there. And that will help you personally. It'll be a, a huge benefit to you because it'll help you sort out some of these complications. It makes it a lot clearer where your responsibilities lie. And it's good to know that because the the universe is watching and you're being tracked <laughs> from being recorded. Your entire life will be on record for all of time. That's a sobering thought. Indeed. All right. So here's another thing that's a hot button about this whole enterprise in the area here. Is the separation of children from the adults who bring them across the U.S. border illegally an immoral act with karmic consequences, even though the current law mandates this. And Creator answers, this is absolutely the case, and follows from the discussions we have had about the responsibility of the citizen for everything done on their behalf by their government. All humans present are responsible for the conduct of their fellows. And this goes even beyond one's country to include all humans everywhere. You are all in this together. You are all interlinked as a soul collective, as a human community of souls. What hurts one hurts all. And the meaning of this is karma will see to it. The distant manipulation and destruction of a village will be felt by everyone in some way at some future time. You can count on this. You are responsible for everything around you, whether seen or unseen. It is your responsibility to see, your responsibility to question, to explore, to learn, and to grow from the knowledge, and to take action when appropriate to right or wrong, to help maintain order and divine expression. If your fellow humans fall short, It is your responsibility to bring some assistance and some awakening for them. This can be done in many ways. It can be done through prayer. It does not mean you must go to war and browbeat them into submitting to your rules and your standards. It can be done through a loving sharing of ideas and illustrated by example. And an outreach through teachers and charitable acts to create inspiration within those who have become hardened 
and their hearts are closed to love at present. Many things can change when the heart is refreshed. This requires the appropriate perspective and choice of weapons, so to speak. If you shoot arrows of love, you will gain allies and not enemies. That is being a divine warrior and living to your true potential. This will balance your karmic obligations quite nicely. So there is a there is a love message to yes. put on your uh, <laughs> put on your wall, perhaps. And that you know, to be to be fair, that can sound you know rather simplistic in terms of gosh, how do we how do we you know implement that? But we're going to talk about that. There'll be there'll be more coming in this uh, program on that. So yeah, absolutely. But I think the 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 big message in what we just heard is there's two ways to deal with the problem. Well, maybe three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but to walk away, to ignore it, only delays a worse eventual outcome. In many cases, right. things don't necessarily get solved on their own. They need an intervention. And then the trick is to do it in a way that puts love into the equation somehow. Right. We don't see that talked about very much. It's more about, you know, trying to just sort of deal with the physical realities and deal with these bodies streaming in and where to house them, where to put them, what to do with them, and and, and kind of create a sort of turnstile to put them through a process of some kind. And there's a reason to do such things in, in the sense of gathering information so if there are, for example, hardened criminals among the group and people who are essentially predatory, if we can discern that and perhaps do something to segregate those out of the mix, that's to everyone's benefit. But Absolutely. beyond that, there, there needs to be a humanitarian touch here. Absolutely. And that could change the whole perspective of this. What a wonderful thing it is to have a bountiful nation and to be a beacon of light for others. And people underestimate how magnificent that truly is and how it can raise them up to hold a little bit of that perspective themselves and be a little more generous than they might be otherwise. Well, we have prided ourselves as a nation, because both you and I, of course, live in the United States, um, <laughs> as, as a generous country that that likes to you know reach out and help those in need and we've always seen ourselves that way and and frankly many people around the world have seen us in that role as well uh it's getting a bit tarnished as of late so there's a bigger call than ever to try to get back on that perspective well it it's not handled very well you know in my humble opinion you know that we're we're very generous with bullets and bombs and much yeah, well, less so that much less so with bread and beneficence. Yes, that's <laughs> we, true. We give a lot of money away, but it often goes to the rulers in charge of the troubled areas. And a lot of that is siphoned off and goes into their personal uh, Swiss bank accounts and that sort of thing. And we know this and we'd look the other way because what is cared about more than anything else is what we look like and not how effective we are in, in 
really doing an outreach for upliftment. That's a divine mission. And nation states are not very good with divine missions. They're just not. There's <laughs> there's too much corruption and too much infighting and, and, and uh, backbiting and threats to the powers that be in every country to be too soft, be too generous, because you're you're dealing with other people's money, <laughs> and, yes. and, and you can't take the political heat. Carl, we're out of time for this segment. We'll be back right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back for the second second minute of Get Wisdom. We are talking about immigration. And in this upcoming uh, sequence, we're going to talk about what's truly behind the mass migrations that are causing disruptions. Yes, and we mentioned the interlopers at the outset, that this is the source of the difficulty. It's a creeping evil that has created darkness in our world. So we hear the overview, the kind of overarching, big picture perspective on how to deal with one's neighbor. But now we're going to get our binoculars out. We're going to look and see, you know, <laughs> who is really stirring up the, the maelstrom here. And and this is a rather eye-opening uh, portion here, I think. Indeed. Carl, a viewer asks, and what you for creator, actually, the current agitation by protesters focused on banning ICE, which is an acronym for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, seems misguided in view of the fact that the separation of children from their parents at the border they complain about has been halted and was actually done by Border Patrol agents, whereas ICE is responsible for the deportation of immigrants arrested for subsequent criminal conduct, such as drug dealing or gang activity. Are these protests a spontaneous humanitarian outreach or something sinister? Okay, well, here we get into the complexity. So Creator answers as follows. Your description is, in its way, somewhat simplistic in the way theirs is, but on the positive side. 
All such activities by humans working for the government and law enforcement in particular have their problematical aspects. There are, in addition to great inefficiencies, excesses that do occur where harsh treatment happens. People are redirected and misdirected in ways that have very adverse consequences and great harm can come to them when things are handled in an insensitive manner. One can expect nothing less from a bureaucracy which is very much the nature of this organization. And being designed to reign in criminality, it is not staffed by the most sensitive, loving of beings. They are in their job to be in opposition to wrongdoing and deal with many tough customers. It is no different than other branches of law enforcement. No one proposes eliminating the police force because there is a citizen killed during a traffic stop in mysterious circumstances, or even when there is clear evidence of excessive force used by an officer. The reality is the offending individual needs to be taken to task for the wrongdoing and disciplined as an example. So the proposal to abandon the system is ill-advised. Given the large onslaught of immigration with many evildoers among them, primarily those involved with child trafficking and drug dealing and the would-be gang members who will add to the crime problem already present in many areas of the country. This is truly a multidimensional problem needing a multidimensional solution. An easy fix will not be effective and certainly not the abolition of ICE. All such institutions can be improved and reformed in various ways, but all do serve some useful purpose as well. Indeed, that is the issue. It's a multidimensional problem requiring multidimensional solutions. And for that, we need multidimensional dialogue, which we're not getting. Yes, yes. And and this is so typical of politics, that it consists of slogans, talking points, catchphrases, grand ideas, impassioned entreaties for support based on a superficial description of something, but it appeals to emotion. Right. And that has political power. It's the, you know, the sloganeering, the, the demonization of the opponent, all of those strategies are serving propaganda largely. But when it's real humans involved, Propaganda is destructive always, and it doesn't serve anyone in the end because we're wrapped up with the victim. In a sense, all who are not a victim are a perpetrator if you're involved in something supporting the infrastructure that brings that about. Yes. So that's the grand message always. The law of karma sees to it. A viewer asks a question for creator. How much karma is playing into the immigration drama? Sweden has been one of the most aggressive importers of refugees. Could this be a collective attempt on their part to balance the karma from their Viking legacy of rape and pillage? Well, my apologies to the Swedes. (laughs) This is a viewer question. You know, anything is fair game. Let's deal with it. So... Here's what Creator says about this rather inflammatory uh, castigation of a group of people. (laughs) But it is an interesting one because we go round and round. We incarnate over and over again. All right. So Creator says this is in karmic alignment in a rough sense because of the correspondence here of the history of the Vikings 
pillaging other lands and returning with the spoils to enrich themselves. So to have an influx of people impoverished from other lands and in being forced to share more and more of what they own, the Swedish people are seemingly doing a compensatory re-leveling of debts. The flaw in this theory is that the immigrants are not from the pillaged regions, and so this would be indirect at best. And while that is not necessary to fulfill karma, the fulfillment of karma is most effective and efficient when done through the original victims and perpetrators both. This is not an absolute requirement, but is more typical of large-scale restoration of balance, except when circumstances do not allow this to happen. The second flaw in the argument is that so much time has intervened, those individuals present in the geographic region corresponding to the land of the Vikings are no longer a predominance of the original Vikings who were responsible for much carnage with their aggressive ways. Some are ancestors, but not through reincarnation of themselves, but through an intermixing with the broader base of humanity and then subsequent offspring. So there are some Viking ancestors present in this country, but it is a small percentage overall. This is a different type of karma in action and is one more of new karma being created by the influence of interlopers despoiling the Middle East directly and indirectly. And this is starting a new sequence of karmic events only loosely related to the past. There are times when a new source of karmic event serves to satisfy old business done at the hands of others or to others, but on a large scale, the parallel you draw does not truly apply. There will be some individuals for whom karmic restoration becomes possible, but it's not true of the enterprise as a whole being the cause or the means for the karmic events to unfold. It's an interesting answer from Creator, and it's a it's a good question. I mean, a lot of people probably have that question, or even are prone to think the, along those lines. So that's that's a really meaningful answer. Yes, and it applies really to every kind of circumstance. And this next question gets into something that's a little more recent and applies to uh, to America. Yeah, and there's one very much in political contention at, at the moment. Well, let's get into it. A viewer asks. We here in North America have our own dark legacy with what our recent ancestors did in displacing the Native Americans and importing Africans for slave labor. How much is karma a factor in this current immigration drama? All right, and Creator says, there is a parallel in the guilt and karma of the slaveholder that carries forward, resembling the affluent Americans of today now being burdened directly or indirectly by an influx of poor who need their care and feeding, so to speak, if only through passing just laws and establishing institutions to deal with the physical necessities brought about. This is not a direct consequence, but a metaphorical resemblance to prior exploitation. And seeing the twist of fate so typical of karma, that one who causes harm eventually pays a price. But this is not the true reason for the surge of immigration to the United States. It is being done at the behest of the extraterrestrial alliance, causing so many problems in their home countries and the desire to drag down the stronger countries by causing an economic burden. That is truly the reason for all that is happening today. 
well, there's the cat out of the bag. Um, this is immigration has a superstructure problem over it. Immigration is not so much the problem. It is a symptom of a much bigger problem. And um, unless you tackle that bigger problem, the underlying symptom is going to persist. Well, and the ginning up of wars to cause turmoil in the Middle East is the proximal cause for the mass migration to Europe of Muslims from those countries who are understandably fleeing for their lives and the preservation of their families under the most dire of circumstances. And so... This is an illustration. You know, what is behind it's, war? It's it is holding the, on us to, to, to do something about that, yes. uh, to help us in any way that we can. But we also need to not turn away from the decisions that are being made that are aggravating the problem as well. Yes, yes. This is our responsibility. We can't get away from it. No. You know, it's coming to our doorstep. So we Indeed. have to make decisions. And then we'll live and, and die by those decisions, good or bad or in ignorance and unawareness. Indeed. Carl, U.S. creator, many illegal immigrants work in the U.S. and send a significant amount of money back to their home country. That seems a net negative to U.S. interests in terms of competition for jobs and the overall benefit to the economy. What are the ethical and karmic responsibilities of the migrant workers themselves? All right, and here's what creator says about this. This is an off-sighted reason to look disparagingly on immigrants, especially those without legal status. Whether legal or illegal, the desire to support one's relatives is a divine impulse because all are interconnected and none more so than one's blood relations. And this is both ethical and moral to do when one has the means. The fact there is a geographic separation is a product of circumstances, and more so the limitation on entry to the United States than the desire of the immigrants themselves to be part of a fractured family. Most would prefer to bring their entire families along if this were feasible. In many cases, it is not, both because of the legal barriers to admission as well as the limits on being able to survive economically if some cannot work or adapt to U.S. society and maintain their own support through their own efforts. And with the higher cost of living, this is not feasible. So they are truly a victim of circumstance. This is not chosen or desired, and in that respect creates no karmic obligation. There are always some degrees of responsibility in everything that happens, and many activities have a mix of positive and negative elements. We regard this practice as more beneficial than harmful to humanity overall. And while there is a loss to the American economy by not having the money spent within its borders, if there is useful work being performed, no one would argue that the worker has the ultimate right to decide how each and every penny of that money is spent. It is not for others to judge. The problems of society go beyond the actions of the immigrants and their choices to further support their own family. In most cases, it is not truly as much a choice as an obligation. They are carrying a very large burden indeed and are to be admired for taking the burden on themselves 
and the risks as well. And staying true to their values and the bonds of family to be providers in this way. I think that's a very serious, you know, fair assessment. I mean, nobody really is, you know, I haven't heard of anybody calling to like put barriers in the way of migrants sending money home. Basically, there's a lot of hand wringing and, you know, it's like, well, I, I, I wish they would spend their money here and there's complaints about it. But nobody's actually advocating that a hard stop be put to it. So, well, I, I, I'm not so sure that's true. There have been political rumblings to that effect to make remittances to Mexico illegal. Oh, that, yeah, there may be. That, that's true. And so, but, and, and I, that's you know, growing up, no. <laughs> well, well, growing up, I, I heard this from people from time to time. Oh, those Filipinos, they're just sending money back home. They're not helping the U.S. You know, they're just right. here to take advantage of us and our bounty, and they're sending it all back home, and it helps them. It doesn't help us, blah, blah, blah. But this is looking in a different way. You know, how many people in the United States create a family, meaning they impregnate someone, create offspring? And then duck out and give no support whatsoever to those young people. Oh, you know, I mean, <laughs> contrast that with immigrants who dutifully send money back to help their relatives who are yes. still living often in impoverished circumstances. You know, it's tough enough to get along in life without supporting a family unilaterally and doing it from a distance and dealing with the circumstances of being in a new place. And coming from behind, often with a little training, poor language skills in many instances, and maybe being forced into a lower level rung on the economic ladder and, and still have that burden and honor it. So, you know, this is a different way of looking for a lot of folks who may not have heard this perspective. But I think I it's good food for thought. Absolutely. And and the thought just occurred to me as well that, you know, it's if there is a danger of of restrictions coming in the way of immigrants sending money abroad. There's also restrictions being proposed, and in some cases they're already in place, of you and I being able to send money abroad, you know, for our own purposes. Yeah. So there's there's a question of freedom across the board here. Yes, there is, very much so. So I'm I'm I think we're getting it from all sides. We're showing certain perspectives about certain groups of people. There's always more intricacy and more perspectives and looking at it from the viewpoint of those struggling here in the U.S. And if there's an encroachment of many immigrants coming in and taking the available jobs as a competition and all that, there are impacts. There's no question that it causes problems. Yeah. And there, there, there is there is a lot of assistance going to immigrants that is more difficult to obtain for American citizens uh, in many ways. You know, there's a lot of homeless and they're not getting housing subsidies as quickly as some of the migrants are. So there's, yeah. there's a question about fairness as well. That has well, to absolutely. But what the messages are saying that we're hearing is that it is all about balance. It's about being equitable. And it's yes. about treating people divinely from a divine perspective, that they are all members of the human family. They are worthy and deserving. Regardless but that doesn't of status, mean, yes. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to give up everything you own and go about naked because there's so many more migrants who are needy than, than you. 
it, it's about giving what is reasonable, and that needs to be hammered out. That yes. needs to be sorted well, out on a political level, unfortunately, but yeah. there's no other way to do it. Once again, it's a multidimensional problem requiring multidimensional solutions that necessitate multidimensional dialogue, So, which, again, was what we're calling for. But uh, obviously, we're not seeing a lot of that out in the, the political spectrum. Yes, yes. It's, it's a complicated issue and a highly emotional one. But we're going to get into divine solutions for illegal immigration. Thank God. So, Indeed. Coming up next, be okay. sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. Uh, you can download our prayer book, GetWisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be right back right after this. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about immigration. And now we're going to focus on divine solutions for illegal immigration. Okay. Well, hallelujah. <laughs> this this is very much needed. This has been a thorn in, in the side of the U.S. and the government representatives for far too long. Lots of hand-wringing and a lot of verbiage and uh, people taking pot shots for political advantage over this. And meanwhile, the problem continues. We need answers. Indeed. Let's get on with it. Uh, U.S. Creator, if there is a conspiracy to cause disruption and an economic drain on countries like the U.S. through mass migration, how can we find a happy medium to defend our way of life for the benefit of our loved ones and still be morally and karmically in divine alignment? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. This is very much a cultural crisis on both ends for the people fleeing chaos and those whose world is perturbed by the arrival of so many immigrants ill-equipped to fit readily into society. 
What needs to happen is for people to see this as an opportunity. There is safety in numbers. There is security in numbers. And there is prosperity in numbers. The United States can grow tremendously beyond its current population and prosper. What needs to happen is proper support for individuals desiring to come to the United States. If they are treated as a blessing rather than a curse, this can change the dynamic of all that happens. To be sure, there will be undesirable individuals who are part of the throng, but people who are deeply troubled or are criminals are part of the landscape within the U.S. citizenry as well. One should not expect that a wave of immigrants will be free of such liabilities. To tar all of them with that stigma is unfair and short-sighted. This can be turned into a true blessing for the nation with the right perspective. It could create a tremendous number of new jobs and work that would be uplifting and of lasting value. There needs to be a change in perspective to view this as an opportunity rather than a threat. Unfortunately, the advocates of lax immigration policy are doing so largely because they are programmed with mind control manipulation to be a thorn in the side of the establishment and are not being motivated naturally from their own desire to help the needy. This creates a great deal of difficulty because under these conditions, no one truly wants to solve the problem. This is why age-old problems are age-old and not solved. The game is to create chaos and disruption. Solving the problem is not the goal of those who are truly running things. This description shows it is a tough challenge, but also that it is not something that will destroy the nation if it is handled efficiently and humanely in ways that all will benefit. This is truly possible. Well, this does show uh, a spotlight on, I think, what is the real problem here and what the real solution ultimately is. We've talked before that this immigration problem is really graduated to become a divine level problem. You know, it's it's really beyond any of our individual capacities to solve to a truly satisfactory level. We can always be in alignment with our actions and we should be so that we are doing what we can to improve situation. But it's kind of naive to think that you or me alone are going to fix this problem. So we need help. We need help to solve this problem effectively. Yes, we need prayer and we need healing. Our politicians are corrupted. They're being managed through mind control manipulation. You think that's nuts? Well, look around you. Look at what people do. Look at what they say. These are almost like robots spouting the same platitudes, the same slogans, without regard to common sense, without regard to reality, and not showing a deeper side or a human side to it. It's it's a kind of a script that they follow, and it's created by the darkness. So it's not going to be fully satisfying. There's going to be something that's not quite right. It doesn't sit quite right. If you're open, if you're still unencumbered by manipulation yourself. So we hope to be talking with people who are still free to think. That's a diminishing crowd. <laughs> yes, it is, unfortunately. Carl, you asked, creator, your vision of one world that is borderless with everyone living in harmony is very utopian. 
But hardly seems practical in the near term with every nation state so well entrenched. In the case of the U.S. and other Western countries, it seems like there is a conspiracy to cause chaos within bordering regions that will cause deliberately a mass migration of people with limited resources or education. Is this sinister and designed to undermine the wealthier nations? Okay, well, here we go. This is what Creator says. This indeed is sinister, and the attention is very much the case to undermine the capable, undermine the accomplished and productive regions of the world with an economic burden and a social burden as well. In absorbing people of differing language and cultural backgrounds, there are always growing pains to accommodate arriving immigrants in an orderly way to enable them to get a foothold and become productive and self-sustaining. When things are chaotic and done under circumstances of upheaval, it is the worst possible impetus for migration to another land. Under ideal circumstances, it is the planful, the intelligent, resourceful, and visionary who seek a better life and mount the many hurdles to be overcome in order to immigrate to the U.S. or another Western country and meet the criteria and overcome the barriers to admission that are used to screen applicants for entry at the border. When there is chaos abroad in the land in countries with little organization and stability, then all manner of people begin to flee. And it is widening the array of people and motivations who seek asylum and are desperate to escape the ravages of their own country. This will create an influx of people posing greater problems and will be in all likelihood a greater burden as a consequence, at least initially. However, given assistance and opportunity, there are ways to capitalize on the opportunity to grow the population And if this investment were made, it would pay off quite nicely. There is plenty of room in the United States for a much larger population. There needs to be training and some education as well to help people acclimate and to adjust to a new setting and become productive citizens. This can be very straightforward. It is a question of desire and support at all levels. This is what is lacking. There is no national resolve. There is no national will. The government itself is inefficient and bureaucratic in the extreme and will not be effective in truly helping people as fully as may be needed. This will prolong the agony and compound the problem when people are cast adrift and left to their own devices. This is where problems will arise and then worsen. This will indeed foster crime and there will be neglect of the young and their development as well. This will cause a continuation of difficulty into the next generation. So action needs to be taken to organize things and to provide a system and pathways for progress and advancement economically and educationally. If this were done, it would be a net positive for the host country rather than a net negative. I see that answer as a big bone throw to those who are concerned about safety and, you know, wanting a wall, for instance, you know, that there's an acknowledgement by Crater that this is problematic and he's not trying, Crater's not trying to whitewash this, but at the same time, he's coming back with the same message. We need to help them as much as possible. Yeah. And the, and if done right, it would help us in the doing. Yes. And that's the part people can't see. Because there's no one with a humanitarian perspective 
with any political clout. Truly humanitarian and not as a political self-serving gesture through identity politics, unfortunately. Yes. And that's a harsh judgment of mine. So, you know, blame me, not creator. <laughs> well, we got one more question to get through. We're moving okay. towards the close. So, you ask creator, motivating people to share their abundance can be a challenge under the best of circumstances. And getting Congress to take the money away from them to help the needy is often limited by political gridlock. Given that the U.S. is actually bankrupt, burdened by unsustainable and growing debt that cannot be paid off, has decaying infrastructure and growing health problems with the aging moving increasingly into dementia, and even 46% of children having a chronic disease. Autism rates have doubled in the last six years to afflict one out of every 36 kids today, and projections show that by, 20, by 2030, one out of three children will be diagnosed somewhere on the autism spectrum. This alone is a giant economic care burden that is looming. How can we convince the American people to tolerate an even greater immigration problem, population burden, in, in the face of those other issues? Well, Creator says this nicely encapsulates your dilemma, to be sure. We did not say this is simple, straightforward, easy, or without inconvenience, and potentially self-sacrifice. We are simply outlining what is humane, what is divine, what you are here for and why, and the obligations you have as a member of the human family to see to the needs of all, regardless of differences, whether gender, race, national origin, and that includes economic and educational disparities as well. You are not here to discriminate. You are here to elevate. We understand full well this is easier said than done. Nonetheless, we see the presence of abundance sufficient to the task if priorities are rearranged. You are simply blowing the whistle on the gigantic manipulation ongoing to, on the one hand, keep people complacent about the current state of affairs, and on the other, to continually worsen things, to bleed the coffers dry with an endless series of natural disasters, military misadventures, and money squandered on many make-work programs that do little in the final analysis to uplift humanity and even provide for basic humanitarian needs. You're putting your finger on the pulse here, and no one wants to hear this description that things are dire and getting worse. This is a healing problem of tremendous size and will be met only by humans stepping forward and requesting divine assistance to apply all the healing that will be required to reawaken the complacent and to help the needy to prevail until things are better. So well, there we are. There we are. And and we, boy, we're up, we got less than a minute, Carl, but we definitely want people to check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol because this is the means by which we can bring uh, very advanced healing to large masses of humanity. All of humanity, in fact. It's designed to do that and to be effective, but we need more people using it. And it, it adds more than you can do with prayer alone, but pray at least at a minimum. Yes. Get our summary on the Lightwork Healing Protocol. You can download it directly at getwisdom.com slash LHP. That's getwisdom.com slash LHP. And if you want to check out our healing services, you can do that by visiting our website, getwisdom.com, and checking out the menu for healing. Uh, there's plenty of uh, things to explore and, and plenty of services available. So check them out. Uh, you can also contact us at contact at getwisdom.com with your questions, with your feedback on our show, with how we and Carl are doing with this. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. All Carl, right. thanks a lot for another great show. We look forward to seeing everybody next week. 
All right. Thanks and be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 